Welcome to the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour, and we do love happy hour and the clinking of glasses and cheers to all you fabulous women who are fully living your lives at every age and every stage. And here's the best news, every hour is happy hour. So whether you clink cheers with your coffee mug or your afternoon cappuccino, remember as the song says, it's five o'clock somewhere. Join us for some grown-up fun, interesting and stimulating conversations that will motivate, inspire, or just make you laugh. And for more grown-up fun, visit our website, The Three Tomatoes, and the three is spelled out, and sign up for our newsletters. Now sit back and relax and enjoy the episode. Before we start today's episode, I want to tell you about a wonderful little art book created by women for women that packs a big punch. It's called Know You're Crazy. And let's face it, we all have our own crazy. And in this beautiful collection of Vivian Beauchera's art prints, her little mad women as she calls them, art comes to life in the most delightful and relatable way. Learn more at knowyourcrazy.net. Welcome to a very special episode of the Three Tomatoes Happy Hour. I'm Cheryl Benton, and today we are celebrating our 100th podcast. I can't believe it. And I, I could not have better people here today to celebrate this milestone than our Three Tomatoes team. So let me tell you who's in the house today. We have Ronnie Jenkins, who's a founding partner at the Three Tomatoes. She's a digital marketing guru. She's the mom of three teenagers, God help her. <laughs> and she's a very active community leader. Debbie Zip is my sister from another mother. And I really miss you, <laughs> Debbie. It's been too long since we've seen each other. She's the editor of our LA newsletter. Debbie is an actress, producer, author, and she's an activist for ageism. And I don't mean she she promotes ageism, but anti-ageism. <laughs> Selby is our San Francisco editor, and she is also the co-host of Happy Hour. And I was trying to figure out, Kim, how many you did. I think we've done pretty much half and half. It's been a lot of episodes, and I could not have done this without you. She's also a fashionista, she's a yoga, and she inspires and motivates women to ignite their spark, which is the name of her own podcast that she started recently. Then we have Ann Akers. Ann is a health, wellness, and beauty expert. She's had a long career in publishing, and she's the health and wellness editor for The Three Tomatoes. And Ann and I, over the years, have co-hosted several wonderful health and wellness events um, for the three tomatoes and my wish is we get to do one live this year <laughs> that would be wonderful and she's also an amazing advocate for our veterans and then last but certainly never least is Randy Levine Miller she is known in New York City as the hostess with the mostest and she has produced and hosted so many star-studded events. I, I don't. I think we've lost count of them. And most of you, she does in support of charities. Everything ranging from the Actors Fund, which so needs support right now, uh, to multiple sclerosis. And Randy and I every year co-produce, and she hosts Tomatoes Got Talent, 
uh, which I'm hoping we might also make happen this year. And Randy also started a great column this year where we call her our Broadway babe because in the absence of Broadway, she's been helping bring us a lot of wonderful streaming Broadway and stuff. So I'm so excited to have our group back together. This is so much fun. And honestly, I can't believe we've hosted 100 podcasts. And I was thinking about that today, Kim, because we have covered the gamut of topics from health and wellness experts. We've talked to celebrities. We've talked to authors. And I know I've really learned a lot from these conversations from these people. I just feel very lucky to have done that. So, um, and I'm sure you do also, Kim. And I also want to know, I know this is like asking who our favorite children are, but do you have, well, but in this case, it isn't. What were one or two of your most favorite podcast interviews that you've done with us? Easy peasy. Allison Fanger, the costume designer for Grace and Frankie. I think that's number one. And number two is Donna Zakowska, the costume designer uh, for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So you can see where I lie. And I have to say the other one is Christopher Hopkins, the makeover guy. I loved him too. But then there were so many I loved. But you know, I felt very fortunate to get to interview those fabulous women costume designers. I know. And those were those were really such great interviews. And, and I'm so happy that you got to do them because you asked all the right questions about all the fashion questions and issues there. And Christopher Hopkins, by the way, who we actually got years ago as a contributor to the Three Tomatoes with Debbie Zip, that was our, and it still is, our um, most listened to podcast of all time. So he's, we're definitely going to have to have him back because he's amazing. So my favorite one is also a no-brainer, and that was when I had the chance to interview Loretta Swit. And to me, she's so, so iconic, and MASH is still just really, I've watched the reruns, and that show has not aged. It still really holds up. And she had such an iconic and important role there, because when you think back, to, to them, there weren't a lot of really strong women in shows being betrayed the way she was in leadership roles. And what I really love about her too is that she has gone on, she has done so much to help veterans. She still supports so many groups and she's also um, an animal rights activist. So how can you not love this woman? So that was my very, very favorite one. So I am looking, really looking forward to um, just doing more terrific, fun podcast and um, I'm glad that you're all here today to celebrate it. So this episode is actually going to air next week on March 10th and that is almost about a year ago when everything shut down with COVID and Ronnie actually this week on, um, on in a Facebook post actually posed the question of what was the last normal thing that you did before lockdown? And I thought that was such a great question. So I thought I would ask that of each of you. So Ronnie, since that was originally your question, let's start with you. Um, at that point, I, you know, I had a high school senior. So we were, um, we were out with, you know, trying to narrow down our list of colleges that she would go to. So we were trying to go on college tours and she had a very, very large list. So 
um, we ended up only being able to tour two colleges before the country shut down. And luckily it all worked out in the end, but my daughter ended up picking a college that was 500 miles away that we never got to visit. So it was sort of agonizing trying to figure out if this was the right place, what the professors were like, what campus was like, what the surrounding community was like, all these things. And we kind of just, you know, you have to watch these virtual tours and I know they're done by, you know, well-paid marketing people to make everything look, you know, wonderful. Uh, but we just rolled rolled the dice on that and, and picked her, um, you know, college just just based off, you know, what what we saw online. And luckily for her, she's thriving and doing well, and she loves it down there. But that was really, you know, one of the last things that I was doing before we got shut down. And Ann Akers, what about you? Yes, uh, hi there. And first of all, I want to congratulate both you and, and Kim for your 100th podcast and uh, making the world a better, happier place. So congratulations. So um, I thought about the question and, and my answer is a very simple one. Uh, what is the most normal thing that I've done recently? And that's well, no, this is what was the last thing that you did before shutdown? Oh, last before shutdown. Yes, we'll get to that now, but later. Okay. <laughs> when the because world shut down say, a year ago, what was the yeah. last normal thing you remember doing? Yeah. I was going to say a cup of coffee. So uh, it's part of the daily routine. So I would say whether it was the last day before shutdown or just on a daily basis, it's to take a walk every day. Um, you know, I think that's such an important part of keeping ourselves, you know, connected to our, our health and our well-being. And uh, there's an interesting statistic now that a daily walk will save $2,500 a year in medical expenses. And oh. it's also uh, a great time uh, to connect with a friend, to listen to audiobooks, to listen to podcasts, to listen to TED Talks. And I even heard someone say they love to listen to Dateline when they're walking because you have to hang in until the mystery is solved, which extends your walk. So I don't know if that answers your question directly. That's a great but idea. Those are normal well, things. Sort of. <laughs> so Debbie Smith, what do you remember? What was the last normal thing you did a year ago? You know, I had to look at the calendar. <laughs> I can't remember, but I did look and I saw I was supposed to fly for the uh, Tomatoes Talent auditions. I was supposed to fly in. And in the calendar, it's completely crossed out. So I think in terms of something special, uh, we went to a place in California called Solvang, which is a Denmark replica uh, village. And we, it was my son's 30th birthday and he just celebrated his 31st. So, and we had a blast there. I think, you know, I, it's hard. And I remember us talking, I didn't agree with everybody. Oh, it's just a flu. It's just a type of flu and all of that. Well, after uh, a, a few weeks, then things completely changed. But that was the most wonderful, normal thing we could have possibly done before the short, before That's the funny. shutdown. So I'm going to move to Randy, but Randy and Ronnie, I realized looking at my calendar too, the last normal thing I did was the Tomatoes Got Talent auditions, and that was on March 7th a year ago. Exactly. And we had we have the most amazing, the best group of contestants ever. 
and we still haven't been able to do that show. So my other wishes will get that show done. But Randy, what was your last normal thing? The last normal thing I did, because I go out a lot, uh, is on March 9th, I went with my BFF, Ken Waisman, who produced the original Grease. They're celebrating their 50th anniversary with a coffee table book. And we went to the Library for the Performing Arts Bruno Walter Auditorium to a jazz concert. And it was so fabulous. It was a young man named Jonathan DeLee, who is a great trumpet player, who this young man decided to leave Wall Street in his 20s to go after what he loves. Of course, nobody in the music business is now working. But as we were leaving, people that were working at Lincoln Center said, this is it. So what do you mean this is it? This is the very last event that we're doing. I didn't know what was going on. I was very confused as was Ken. And we were, and we had gone to the reception. We were hugging everybody there, including this young man. And when we left, normally we would go to dinner and we didn't, we said goodbye and, you know, good night rather. And it just felt weird. It's, I live two blocks away from, from Lincoln Center actually block and a half. So that was really the last thing. But the most but the most pleasurable, of course, was our all being together and finding these great tomatoes for Tomatoes Got Talent. And they were some of them were extraordinary. So please God, you know, not next year in Jerusalem, next year at the Triad Theater with yeah. Tomatoes Got Talent. Hope so. Let's hope so. And Kim, what about you? Well, it's funny, I had to look at my calendar too, and there really wasn't a whole lot of exciting things going on there. I mean, I had lunch with friends and that's no big deal. You know, I was working, I was whatever, and I had saw a lot of lunch dates. The most fun thing I did was in January, and I think that was the biggest thing that I did all year, was go to a friend's 60th birthday party in Santa Cruz. We laughed, we danced, we drank. I mean, people were next to each other, really close to each other in January. And then I remember, you know, I didn't really do that much in February. And I remember it coming around in February, the end of February, because I was supposed to lead an improv breakout group at a women's retreat. And I was hesitant in February when we went to look at the space. I was like, is this going to happen? Because it had started filtering into our brain waves. But I think the thing I reflect back on is that party. It was so fabulous. So yeah. yeah, party, give me people. I want to and dance. You know, never could we have imagined. I remember, you know, we were being, we were going to be locked down for two weeks. And I'm like, okay, that's not so bad. You know, we'll be out of that. And then here we are a year later. And you were just saying, I, I just had lunch. I mean, what a nice thing that would be able to do is to have lunch live and in person with your friends again. So well, I know- we're, we're all going to appreciate things just so much more. So I'm actually feeling so much hope and renewal right now on the horizon for us. I, I, I love the fact that um, President Biden said that by the end of May, everyone who wants a vaccine will, vaccine will be able to get it. Thank goodness it, it was so hard to get vaccines here in New York, and to some degree it still is, but it's really starting to open up with vaccine centers, round the clock vaccinations. Um, and that is just really, really gonna start to change things for all of us. So 
Also, you know, theaters are starting to open up in New York, even though it's very, very limited, limited capacity, but it's like there's hope. There's going to be hope for Broadway and so many of the things we love again. So I know that everyone has their own comfort level about what they're willing to do next and when you're going to feel comfortable going out. And, you know, I know for a lot of us, there's, you know, there's just a lot of fear about that first time that you like you go and do something that we haven't done in so long. So anyway, once you're at that point, what are, I want to ask everyone, what are some of the things aside from the obvious hugging friends, family and whatnot, that the first things that you want to do? So Kim, I'm going to start with you. Okay. I just want to have a huge dinner party. I just want to have, I appreciate I don't necessarily want to cook it because I've been doing way too much cooking, but I want to gather a lot of people in one space and I'm beginning to feel comfortable. I have had lunch with friends and we do the occasional outdoor dinner with friends, but I want to have a gathering where I can crank up the music and everybody can dance. That's it. That's what I want to do. I love that. What about you, Ann Akers? I, I have a short list. Uh, you know, one of the first things I want to do is to get out of my pajamas and to get in. <laughs> and then, you know, I would love to go to the opera or to live theater. Um, I like going to the office, so I would love to be able to return to a normal office routine and hang out over the water cooler. Um, simple thing, blowing out candles on a birthday cake. You know, during COVID, we couldn't blow out those candles. Um, I miss seeing uh, the neighborhood small business stores. Um, I walked by the shoe repair recently and it's closed until further notice. So I really want to see small businessmen again. Um, I'd like to be able to recognize my friends when we walk down the street, you know, when everybody's in a mask, you don't know who it is. So I'd like to see real smiles, uh, live networking, um, eliminating food insecurity. So we're not seeing people in cars and lines, uh, not looking at everybody on the computer via Zoom, uh, traveling anywhere. You know, I'd be happy to travel to uh, Brooklyn, <laughs> any place. And then lastly, it's just a small thing, again, you know, feeling comfortable in a retail store. I think I've, you know, single-handedly supported Amazon, and I'd like to walk into a store, talk to a clerk, try on an outfit, you know, be hands-on again. So it's a lot of little things. Yeah, I think so. And all those little things that we didn't appreciate a year ago, we're sure not appreciating now. So, so Ronnie, what about you? Well, I, I'm a huge live music fan. And I know, you know, Randy just talked about going to a concert right before shutdown. And I, I have my last show was March 14th. I got to see this very, very famous New York Irish rock band at a huge concert venue out here. And I, as somebody who goes to live music, you know, a couple of times a week, that for me personally, music is soothing to my soul. So I, I miss, you know, those those big concerts and even little ones around here where, you know, the restaurants aren't even having duos in, in most places. But for my children, I miss seeing them play sports. And to me, that's like heartbreaking to see kids um, who are normally 
active and participating and in these, you know, team sports and things like that and to have that taken away from them. So I, I can't wait to get out there in a lacrosse field and cheer my head off for my kids soon enough. <laughs> Those are great. And I want to be there too, right with you, which will be so great. I would say right now, one of the things I'm really excited about, actually at last October when there was sort of a lull in things, we did get to go to Vermont and visit a couple of our dearest friends. And we're right now for this spring planning a trip to Florida to visit um, some other really great friends. So I'm, I'm really, really excited about that. So Debbie, what about you? Well, um, I think I'll, I, I mean, besides hugging my daughter in, and not wearing a mask in the house, that will be a big thing for me is for her to be in the house and, you know, and we, we don't have to wear a mask when she's here. So I'm very much looking forward to my kids getting vaccinated. And so, so I don't have to worry so much about them. But other than that, I, I've got, you know, I want to... Uh, uh, have a facelift for my bathroom. Uh, oh. have... <laughs> Not me. I'd rather do my bathroom. Um, but I, we have a, the first thing I would do when I feel comfortable flying would be to go visit my mother's grave and my dad's and to have a little family gathering to honor her memory because we didn't get to do that. And I want to go to my Zen place, drive up three hours up the coast and go to Cambria, California, which is my favorite place in the world. So it's, it's little things like that um, that are, are more special. I, I, I'm looking forward to the little things, of course. But those are the two, I would say, uh, seeing my my husband's mother is going to be 92. Yeah. I think those are the, the priorities right now for me. I love that. And then we have to get you back to New York because I'm yes. way <laughs> too long. God. So Randy, what about you? What do you want to do? Well, when you talk about facelifts, <laughs> quite <laughs> honestly, you know, there's a commercial, I've fallen and I can't get up. It's like my face is fallen and I can't pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think I want to go for a consult and, and, and see. Um, but on, an, on another note, of course, I'm very people oriented and people would say to me, oh, you have such a glamorous life. And I always now say what was, was. And what I do have is inner contentment. So I'm content in any situation at this point. I've done an awful lot of work on myself spiritually the last couple of years, but I would like to restart some of my, um, my round table dinners with some of my exemplary friends and good acquaintances and continue the art of conversation, which I currently do with my friends in the entertainment business. We've decided that that is, that is more like um, it's better than therapy. And so are the girls' nights. All of you have been there. Well, not all of you, but but certainly Cheryl and, and Anne. And I want to go back to finally putting together my show, which was really on the way to happening. And I must share with you something that is really bizarre. On March, March 9th, Monday, March 9th, before I went to that concert, I had a session with Paul 
Chamlin, our musical director for Tomatoes Got Talent and somebody I use on, on a regular basis. And he said, Randy, we're really getting there. And I said, oh my God, oh my God. I said, I'm so scared. It's becoming a reality. And then I blurted out, maybe something will happen and I'll die so I don't have to do my show. So I know, you're personally responsible. I'm for responsible helping. for the lockdown, but it, no, it's, it's, <laughs> it's true. So I want to keep growing and going and doing good things and do more charitable events, et cetera, et cetera. So that's what I would like. I must be with people. I must, I mean, to me, interaction is even saying hello to a stranger out in Southampton and just to get a response. That's my social interaction. I can't live without it because I do live alone and um, I am alone, but I'm not lonely. When I was married, I was lonely. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> so Randy, honestly, we're, we, we are all rooting for you to get your show, your act together, as they say, and we are all going to be there for, for that. And we definitely want to see that happen. That's one of the things that I definitely want to be able to do when things get back to normal. So before we wrap up, and this has been great, I mean, thank you all for sharing our 100th podcast and you're just all so amazing. I love each and every single one of you. I don't know what I would do without you and you're the heart and soul of the three tomatoes, but it is Women's History Month. So one of the questions that I asked each of you to think about is if you could have a glass of wine or dinner or lunch with one woman, either living or dead, who would that be? So I'm going to start with Ann Akers. I, I love that question. So my choice would be Joan of Arc. And I find her to be a very fascinating character. Any woman that can go from being a peasant to a woman dressed in man's clothing, to a witch, to being a canonized saint. I would love to have a drink with her and I have to squeeze in a second and that would be the poet laureate, Amanda Gorman from the Biden inauguration. <laughs> Those are very interesting choices and Joan of Arc, just, if you do that, just make sure you don't get too close to the fire. So, <laughs> Ronnie, well, who would you wanna be with? Uh, I had to think about that. I mean, I I really admire Eleanor Roosevelt. I often find myself um, using her quotes in things and inspiring of me. And you know, to to be a first lady there with a husband who served four terms is certainly certainly interesting. Um, going back in time, so yeah, I would just say uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> just cool chick. <laughs> Debbie Zip, who would be your pick? Well, I would prefer tea. And because I frequently call myself Lady Deborah, I would adore having tea with Queen Elizabeth. Uh, whether, no matter what your opinion- the current, the current Queen Elizabeth. The current Queen Elizabeth. Yes. okay. Um, the one that's been there for forever. She's seen so <laughs> much history and seen the worst uh, events in history, so, uh, some of the best events in history. And I would just love to sit down like an equal and, <laughs> and discuss those things with her. That's <laughs> a perfect choice for you, Debbie. 
Lady Deborah. Lady Deborah. Kim Selby, what about you? Well, I would like to have a glass of wine with Louise Hay. And if people don't know Louise Hay, she started her publishing company at the age of 60. And I believe everything she believes, you can heal your life. I just feel she's such a positive influence on people. She's given so many incredible authors the opportunity to share their light, to share their message in the world. And I would be fascinated. I would actually, I looked at it as a question as to who would I like to interview? And I would love to interview Louise Hay. Well, maybe you will get to do that. That would be awesome. Well, she's passed away now. Oh, no, so. she can't. That would be a little difficult. Well, we could get her channeled in. We could get her channeled in. Randy, what about you? Well, I, I think that what Kim said is absolutely brilliant. And yes, Louise Hay is a, it was uh, beyond inspirational. And she did heal a lot of people's lives with that book and other books too. And yes, she's published, she's, her publishing house remains, which is terrific. You know who I would really like to have tea with? I would like to have tea with Nancy Reagan because Nancy Reagan got everything she wanted and she did it with allure and charm and panache and style. And she had one of the most successful marriages, even though we know she had an affair with Frank Sinatra, but that may have been before she married Ronnie, I'm not quite sure, but it was the most perfect loving marriage. And she just had elegance and grace. And my very first PR client was her classmate. I believe it was at Smith, if memory serves. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not clear, but, um, there was something about this woman that I am just fascinated by. Yes, she was a little too skinny and my grandma would probably say, well, don't they feed her at home? But short of that, <laughs> Nancy Reagan is my choice. Great choice. So my choice would be Katherine Hepburn. Who I just, I love her as an actress, but what I really appreciate is that in an in an era where it wasn't diff where it was very difficult to be a strong woman and stand up for yourself, she always stood up for herself. She marched to her own drummer. She lived her life on her terms, and she lived a very long, a gracious life too. So I think she would be fascinating. That would, would have been somebody I would have loved to have interviewed. <laughs> So anyway, this has been so great. I'm just so happy that we got to do another happy hour episode together. Uh, we did our first one actually right before Thanksgiving. And here's to hope and renewal. We're getting into spring. Here's to life returning to some semblance of normalcy very soon and to seeing each other and giving each other the biggest, best, greatest hugs ever. So thank you all for being on our show today. Cheers. You're welcome. Cheers. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, listeners. We love you. you.